Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the season when comedians are getting ready their Edinburgh Fringe shows, and I will be doing lots of work in progress shows around the island of Ireland. I'm going to be doing work in progress shows in Dublin and in Cork over the next uh, couple of months in June and July. Uh, coming up June the 8th, Hysteria Comedy, which is in Shin Pub on the Keys in Dublin City Centre. June the 8th, please do put it in your uh, diaries. Come down and watch me die in my arse with uh, trying to some new jokes, but some you might find some magic happening as well. Um, and then coming up in Cork on the 21st of June, I'm going to be down in Call in Cork as well. There's plenty more work in progress shows that will be coming up in Cork and Dublin at the moment and we are booking in other venues as well. Could be coming over to the UK as well. So do please keep an eye out on uh, social media on Instagram at the Stephen Mullen where I'll be keeping you up to date on all the work in progress shows. If you'd like to get in touch with the podcast here, please do send us an email at hellostevopodcast at gmail.com. Right, time to get on with the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Hello Steve O Podcast for today, Saturday, the 28th of May, 2022. I apologize, it's a day late. I still haven't actually nailed down the actual day that we're going to bring it out, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about that before on the podcast. But I'm also aware that it's a little bit irrelevant what day I bring the podcast out, because you guys are going to listen to it when you're going to listen to it anyway. So whether it's a Friday or a Saturday, etc., etc., I don't think you guys are too bothered about it. So I'm just not going to beat myself up about it. I don't honestly know why it ended up being that I brought it out on Friday since I brought it back. But hey, such are the, um, that's just the way life works, isn't it? Uh, And I genuinely, what happened yesterday, on Friday, when I should have been posting it, was I forgot. (laughs) I genuinely forgot. It's been a mad week. My daughter hasn't been well. She's fine. It's nothing serious. Just a bit of a bug. So, But there was a couple of sleepless nights in there. Gigging has been very busy. And uh, I I just forgot. I'll be honest with you guys. I just forgot. So anyway, I'm here in the office sitting here talking to you and I'm delighted to be back again doing another show for you guys. Thank you for all the messages in the last week. We've had lots of more great crack. You all enjoyed hearing about the wedding in the Hamptons. Um, I enjoyed talking about it, to be honest with you. It's not something that you get to do uh, all the time. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a great it was a great old experience. And uh, thank you for your lovely messages at the time as well. And uh, I think we, we all learned something together, which is uh, fantastic. It really feels, for those of you who aren't um, in 
in Ireland this past week, it does feel like summer is, it, it might be here, you know? The, the pollen count is definitely up. I can say that. And I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not an allergy person, but I brought the dog for a walk out the other evening and I was coughing and coughing. I was like, what is that? It was like little balls of, I don't know if you saw, they were like but little tiny bits of cotton wool were um, jumping around the place or flying, floating through the air. And uh, I think that was uh, what it was, it, um, and pollen as well. But I got loads of messages from different people as well who were, everybody was a little bit sick with a, a bit of, there's something going around, there's some kind of a bug going around, a fluey kind of tummy buggy kind of allergy thingy going around so it's in the air but on the positive side we've had lots and lots of sun and man it changes the world especially in Ireland I'm going to put forward this argument that I don't think I mean I haven't been everywhere in the world but Ireland is as great as any place in the world when the sun is out because we still have this beautiful green lush country because you know Lots of hotter countries, like I was in Dubai recently, there's no green there. You know, there's no green. We, you don't realize until you like, I remember I was living in Spain for quite a bit. Actually, I was living in the U.S. in summer of 2002 as a young man. I was over there playing soccer. And that was the one thing that struck me when I came back. I was staying in Columbus, Ohio, where temperatures were like... 30s all the time humidity level was 80 percent at least so it was like you get out of a car and you're just sweating straight away but i was playing because i was playing soccer and um, i was playing on grass quite a lot but you didn't get green grass because of those temperatures it was it was kind of stroy the ground was hard it wasn't particularly nice to play on to be honest with you and you can't be wasting water in temperatures like that so they're not sprinkling the grass that much and it was just be sore on the body if you fell on it you know and then you fly back into Ireland and you get to see how lovely and green it all is. And I know we complain about the weather and the rain, but the upside of that is that we do get lush, beautiful green grass and forestry. I don't know if that's the word. If you know, if you're from the Midlands of Ireland, I'm not sure how how green it is. It's more of it's more it's more of a boggy brown, you know, when you're in the Midlands. I don't know if I talked about this recently, but I know that somebody was making the point recently about all the accents in Ireland. And there, there's so many accents. There, there's, you know, if you haven't been here, uh, that, that was kind of one of the, the things about doing Love Island Australia, for example, which I narrated, that they wanted, you know, they generally want an Irish accent. But within that, Irish people know, I'm not sure that other people from other countries know, but Irish people definitely, you know, know the, the differences between a Donegal to a Cork accent. They're completely different. But I think to, to lots of people from, from, especially in the US, they kind of pick up, I think it's the Dublin accent, and, and they think that that's an Irish accent, but then they mix it in with a country accent, and then that's why, you know, American actors trying to do Irish accents in films it's no good luck, you know. The new way it is Scottish there, but... But somebody made the point recently that the accents kind of mirror the geography of the place that the accent is from. So a Donegal accent kind of goes up and down as you're talking, and it's quite a mountainous area up there as well, you know. And then it's the same with the Cork accent as well. It's very singy-songy or Kerry as well. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be far away from that, you know, as well. It's just fairly up and down like the mountains down the, the edge of those types of areas, you know. 
but then you get to the Midlands and every accent seems to be drawn out a little bit like a calf. A Cavan or a Navan accent drawn out with the vowels, drawn out like the bog land that goes all the way across the whole country. Uh, a comedian once described Ireland as a bowl of sadness. <laughs> so it's flat in the middle, but the the the, <laughs> the the rims of the bowl are up the sides, and that's where all the mountain is. And it kind of is. The mountain ranges in Ireland are kind of around the edges of the country, you know? One accent that I haven't, haven't quite got now there is the Wexford accent. Is it, is it kind of like that? I know there's people from Wexford listening, hey, but it's a hard one to do. I've been in Wexford town. That is a hard one to get. But yeah. There you go. Summer in Ireland, as my point, is fantastic. And also, we get the long days, and the days are clearly getting longer in Ireland. I think it's still light out at 9 o'clock at the moment. I remember being uh, in, I think, West Cork when I was a kid, and, you know, gorgeous summer days. And then you're out till, like, sometimes when it gets to, to its peak, I suppose we are coming close to the longest day of the year, which is, I think, the 21st of June, the summer solstice. But I think it's still light at 11 p.m., which is, ah, oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It just gives you more life. It absolutely does. So summer is on the way here in Ireland. There's a bit of a nip in the wind now. There is definitely a bit of a nip in the wind, but I'm enjoying being out there in the sun. It just puts you in a good mood. I had to get new sunglasses now because Ringo chewed the other ones, you bastard. I fuck me. That dog, he's a pain in the hoop. I think the solution is, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, that I kind of didn't want to do that because I'm, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, live and let live kind of guy. But uh, his mammy's going to cut his balls off. She's not going to do it, but she's going to take him to get his balls cut off, which is a shame. He's a thoroughbred cockerpoo. He's gorgeous, very good looking dog. His mother was a show dog, so it's a shame to waste that sperm. <sighs> Bit of ice coffee. But he's just fecking naughty. He's getting a bit like he just turned one recently and he's throwing shapes in the park, you know. He's not afraid of any dogs now. He doesn't mind a fight and it's kind of like, would you, back in your box. Constantly going up the stairs at night time. You're not supposed to. So I put the chairs at the bottom of the stairs so that he doesn't climb up. But then he just picks random shit. Those sunglasses were not on the floor. So he's climbed up somewhere to find fucking things. And all, I think they were on, on the table in the living room, but, like, at the table is high up. But he's gone to... Sur- he's gone. There was loads of other things there that he could have chewed on. He picked the sunglasses. Tommy Hilfiger. No big deal. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a brand individual, as I'm sure you guys well know. But I, I, I really felt this summer that I wanted to get sunglasses, right? Because I was squinting a lot. And it's actually a lot better for my head. You know, if you're fucking going around squinting all day... I think I am sensitive to light in general going around fecking squinting all day it's a joy to have sunglasses on to not have to be squinting and hurting your eyes for a whole fecking day so i said i'd invest in sunglasses but you know i love the ray-ban ones you know i love the, the classics but the thing is i'm going to fecking lose them with my adhd i'm going to fecking lose them and i'll be pissed off and i'll have wasted whatever they cost 150 quid or something like that and it's just a nightmare or i'll break them or the dog will fecking chew them and I did invest in a lovely pair of sunglasses, like, I think two years before lockdown. Honestly, they lasted a month, and I have no idea where they went. Just lost them. I lost a pair of feckin'... Who loses shoes? I lost a pair of shoes on the road with Des when we did a show in Mullingar. I called the hotel. I called the tour manager. I call, and no one knows where the shoes are. Like, where the feck... Who, who loses shoes, like? 
I just had a different pair of shoes for wearing on stage and and for driving home and all that. And I had to go buy a brand new pair of Adidas Original Stan Smith. The other ones weren't three months old, like. And I just lost a pair of shoes. I have a sneaky suspicion because somebody let a load of people into the into the green room after the show to take photos and all that kind of stuff. And they kind of barged their way in a little bit. So they were in taking photos and all that while I was trying to pack my bag and get changed, to be honest with you. I was literally pulling up my trousers while they were trying to feckin' walk in. You have to wear the tracky bottoms for the long drives, you know yourself. But this, my feckin' trainers went missing. And the hotel has no idea where they are. Like, I mean, who even wants somebody else's shoes? Because we we were in Athlone, like, the night after or something like that, so it wasn't too far away that we could have gone and collected them. Days is forever dropping my charger back to the house after, uh, like, the, the day after, because I leave the charger in the car or something like that, you know? I'm always losing stuff. Which I know you guys are all going, well, that's a, a strong symptom of ADHD. Well, whatever. Yeah, it is. I know it is. It's just something that I... I am struggling with, and um, I'm not struggling with, it's just the way my brain is, and I've, I've just recognized that, like, oh, I've been like that all, certainly all my adult life, you don't really look at these things when you're a kid, but, like, there's lots of things going on in my life that, anyway, long and short, I'm going through all that process of the, the diagnosis and all that stuff, I mean, it makes sense, you know, it makes complete sense that that's what's going on, the amount of brain farts that I get, and I've been I've been taking natural supplements, which I've been forgetting to take, to be honest with you, the last couple of weeks, and I probably should listen. I'm going to do it live on the podcast now, right? Take a podcast, take take these uh, these supplements that I haven't been taking in for ages, right? I I'm even going. Oh yeah, I do know what they both are. One's rhodiola extract. Now rhodiola is a plant. Um, that only grows in really cold countries and it takes four years for the plant to grow. To be honest with you, it looks very much like a weed. I did all the research on it. It looks like a weed, like a thistle weed or something like that. But it only grows in cold climates and you can only use it after four years and they use the roots of it. And it's good for, apparently, uh, you can Google it, Rhodiola is R-H-O-D-I-O-L-A. Now, some of you are driving listening to this or you're panicking and you're going, what was the name of it? How do you spell it? I'm going to do it slowly now so you can research it yourself. Take out your phone because you're using your phone to listen to this podcast. Take out your phone, right? Go on, I'll give you a minute as I put the rodeo in my mouth. I'm going to take a little sup of the iced coffee here as well. Now, take out your phone. You have it out. You're waiting. Okay. Look how good I am. Giving you time to look it up. And Google... Rhodiola. I'm going to spell it slowly. R. Let's start with a capital R. R. H. I know. Not many words are spelled like that. R. H. O. D. I. O. L. A. I think. (laughs) But if you type that in and put extract after it, It'll be something along those lines. But I watched a great video, and I think apparently that's good for, I don't think general anxiety, I think it's for, for like calming. Basically what happens if you do have ADHD is that, you know, there's lots of, uh, the neurons in your brain are not fully firing. So they're kind of firing all over the place, but they're not hitting their direct destination of where they're supposed to go. And what this does, the rhodiola does, is to help them to kind of fire uh, exactly to finish finish off the thought so that you can, you know, the, the neuron just finishes firing where it's supposed to go. And then the pine bark extract is apparently helps them to all fire correctly at the same time. This is the research I did. I started taking these supplements uh, twice a day since January. And in January, they really worked for me. 
Um, I'm not sure what effect that they're having now, but I haven't been taking it regularly um, in the last couple of weeks with the traveling and all that. I wasn't great at all, so I'll get back on that horse now. But I've definitely noticed I'm a bit more scatty brain the last couple of days um, and probably have been. With all the traveling, the jet lag, the moving around, work has been extremely busy. I think all these, it's hard to kind of figure out which... Uh, is the issue if it's the uh, if there's the ADHD which I'm not officially diagnosed or um, it's just life has been a bit manic. So I found the combination of rhodiola extract and pine bark extract. Now there's a fancy name for the pine bark extract if you're going into your local health shop. Um, uh, just say uh, pine bark extract or similar name. It, it begins with a P and it's like and uh, if you say that, they'll know what you're talking about. No, <laughs> just say the pine bark extract. But I found it's helped me, and I've t- recommended it to a couple of mates of mine. And um, it's yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I did I, like it's it's just a plant, so it's not, you know, I'm not mad into the pills or the, you know, I think in the US they straight they straight away go to Adderall and all that kind of crack. Um, so while I'm awaiting uh, diagnosis, and my GP has been amazing because it's really hard as an adult to get help with it in this country. Um, while all that is going on, I um, I just I'm taking these supplements, and uh, I'm I need to get back to things like exercising more regularly and uh, better sleep. But hey, such is life. Um, but yeah, so they have helped me. Um, but uh, I've noticed, for example, even when I've had a lot of gigs this week, and I've noticed, like, I was emceeing last night. So this was, I don't, reg. I, I mean, I've actually only emceed a handful of times in my comedy career. Now, usually I'm the person uh, in the comedy clubs, I'm either, you know, I might be closing a show out doing a half an hour, or I'm opening the show for Des, or for Jason Byrne. I gigged for Jason Byrne again last week, it was great crack. And shout out to all you guys in Drogheda. Um, that was a last-minute gig. Uh, Jason called me the day before to come up and open for him in Drogheda, and it was Saturday. So this day last week that happened, and it was great crack because, you know, I was up against it, actually, because I walked out, and we don't know why, but Jason uses wireless mics, microphones, so handheld wireless microphones, and um, for some reason when I went out to kind of start opening the show and do the opening 20 to 25 minutes, the feckin' microphone on the stage was off. Is there anything worse than walking out in front of 400 people and going, Hey, everybody, how's it going? But all they hear is, Hey, everybody, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Oh, this thing's not on. Wasn't working. What do you do in that situation? So I just started trying to make a laugh by miming, basically. <laughs> like messing with the microphone and uh, tapping it and pretending it was a willy or all this kind of stuff. And I, I walked off side stage and uh, Jason was like, Here, try this mic. Because there's there's a side stage mic where it's the introduction mic. So he'll be going, please welcome to the stage, ladies and gentlemen, your opening act for this evening, Stephen Mullen. So that mic is side stage. But um, <laughs> uh, he, he handed me, and it was kind of just a bit of a panic, so he handed that to me. But I knew that the, the lead on that wasn't going to be long because it's just sitting side stage. So I walk out with that, and it didn't even get me to halfway in the stage. And it starts yanking because it's too short. I'm like, I can't do 20 minutes from the side of the stage. <laughs> And meanwhile, God bless the sound man, he came barreling down, because he's at the sound desk, which is at the back of the venue, he comes barreling down with a spare mic, and finally we got it going. So I was up against it, and uh, but Drogheda, it's the second time I've gigged in Drogheda, and honestly, wild crowd, and just the best, we had the best crack, and it was great, so thank you so much Drogheda, that was great fun. Um... 
but it's at times like and then I you know I picked up loads of gigs during the week where like, I don't think they were planned but I think I've picked up I don't need two gigs planned this week and I've ended up picking three or something like that on top of the two I was already doing which is great 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 fantastic um but Last night, there was a situation where a comedian couldn't make it with a health issue, and they asked me to MC. So MC at a comedy club is the guy who introduces, like, there'll be three to four acts on, and the MC is the person who's up there going, um, you, you, you chat to the crowd for ten minutes at the beginning, have a bit of crack, get the vibe in the room going, bring on the comics to have a great time, you know? But, and I'm actually doing that, I just realised... It's great for me to be doing um, some emceeing slots because um, I'm doing I'm going to be emceeing the whole time at uh, um, Kilkenny Cat Laughs, uh, which is happening this June Bank Holiday weekend. If you guys are down in Kilkenny, um, but I actually love emceeing and I should do more of it. I've only done it twice in my life, but it's something that I very confidently can say I'm really good at it. You know, and uh, it does make me happy because sometimes, and I, and this is why I'm talking about this with regards to the ADHD thing, is that I think if you do, like, I know this happens with my brain, right? Whether I have ADHD or not, I know this happens with my brain, is that I can get very bored in my head very quickly. And that can happen performing in front of 500 people. They could be pissed themselves laughing at something and my brain will go off thinking about something else. My brain will be thinking about what's for dinner. And while they're laughing, and then I'll all of a sudden forget the next bit, or I'll get lost, or do you know what I mean? Or I'll forget loads of jokes, or I'll forget loads of tags. But I love being in the moment, and that's why I love working with Jason Byrne, because if you guys have ever seen Jason Byrne, he's very much somebody that, yes, he has his material on his show, but at the same time, he's more than capable of following whatever's going to happen in the room. So, for example, there was a woman that shouted out something at a certain point that it wasn't particularly... Uh, rude or a bad heckle or anything like that. She was just contributing to a question that he asked and he was able to turn that into the funniest thing ever and go off on this whole... Re- the whole thing lasted about 20 minutes because she said, he's 50 tomorrow, about her fella. or he's go- No, she said about her fella, he's going to be 50. And he was like, right, Grant, thanks. I didn't ask, you know? And it just became this whole hilarious thing and he just kept finding more and more funny and more and more funny and that's exciting especially for a a brain like mine that you don't know what's going to happen next so then it keeps you interested it keeps you on track on something and that is a great thing about emceeing as well so I would and I've constantly been talking about it I would love to do way more of that in my stand-up in my general stand-up I mean I have done it this year I did go, I was headlining a hysteria comedy uh, last month or something like that. And I just decided I'm not going to do any material. I went up there for half an hour, half an hour and just chat to the front row. And it was wild because what I got going in the front row was I found out that there was two girls, a lesbian couple, right? And they were just, they, were there, they had had a fight that day. So I kind of started going into that. What was the fight about? And they, were, they had a fight about the Ed Sheeran tickets and whether, whether they wanted standing tickets or seating tickets. And like I made some crack out of that. But then I found out that the girl next to them had banged uh, one of the girls in the relationship. So there was all that love triangle tension going on. And the whole room was just like... I was like, this is the wildest room ever. Look at the other fecking comedians came up here to do jokes. Sure, though, what's the point in doing jokes when you've got a fecking lesbian love triangle going on in the front row? And then I asked the woman on the end, and she'd been with somebody else, and I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? So we just had the crack with that. And that is super exciting for... Uh, I think it's for for the audience. I've watched Jason do it, and it's like the most crack ever. But it's fun for me, and... I, 
you know, I would like to do a lot more of that. Before lockdown happened, I was going up on multiple nights and not doing uh, material, just doing crowd work. And it can be a little bit of a lazy thing as well. You have to be like, Jason's very magical at what he do because he can turn the crowd work into a show. And you want that kind of a, you you know, that's another level up from just being able to do crowd work because lots of people can just do crowd work and it'll be funny, but they can't make it into a show. That's another level. Jason's able to tie it into this wonderful show and and kind of make it seem like this was all part of the plan and that you guys created this show and there's like a beginning, a middle, and an end to all this stuff, you know? Um, so uh, I, I just love playing around with that. And so I had a couple of gigs this week. I was, uh, just let me try and remember now. I was in Bray, which was uh, a good show in the Harbour Bar. And uh, thank you to Adam Burke who put us on there. And I really enjoyed closing that show. I had great crack. I didn't do much crowd work messing around there because sometimes in such a situation you have to, you know, bang out the jokes and kind of get them going. So that was that situation. But then last night, Friday night, I was in Greystones. And that was the show where I had to be the MC because a comedian had dropped out last uh, second. It was unfortunately unwell. And they asked me to MC. And uh, I have to say, I had some crack. So thank you to all of the people in who came out in Greystones. There was one woman in particular who's been following me and listening to the podcast for years now. And I've forgotten your name, but Mrs. Sicily, she's from Sicily. Thank you so much for coming. And I'm glad you got to see me because there's lots of people who do follow me on social media. And they've never got to see me do stand-up. So she was delighted that I was coming down to Greystones that night. And we had great crack. But, geez, the crack that we had in the front row last night with one guy, Gavin from Donegal, Gavin and Tracy, I was, he was there with his wife, uh, not his wife, that's why I was taking the mic, you know, he's going out with her for eight years and, and uh, not a proposal, nothing and all that. I was like, come on, Gavin, get the finger out. But then you talk to all the other couples around the place, married after four years and all that, so I take the, keep taking the piss out of Gavin. See that, Gavin? Bit of commitment over there. Huh? Get the finger out, Gavin. And he's from Donegal, so then that's why he was talking in Donegal the whole time. And then there was another guy that I asked him, where are you from? Uh, I said, are you from Greystone, sir? He's like, no, I'm not. I was like, Jesus, could you be more of a dub swinging your mickey around, telling me where you're from with your heart doubling that? No, I'm not from Greystones at all. Would you go away with that? <laughs> but it's just, you don't know what's going to happen when you start talking to people. And that's such a joy, and that's why... You know, I love that style of comedy. And, and as I grow as a comedian, like, I love the material that I'm writing, but I, I really want to uh, work more into, into adding the, you know, the, the crowd work into, into just feeling... Because ma- it really makes an audience feel like they're kind of partly the creators of the show. And they are, because there's no bloody show without an audience, is there? So it was... And, you just, and every show is completely different. That's the joy of it. So I don't know how, how much you're able to make that work when you go to Edinburgh Fringe Festival, where the reality is of a Monday or a Tuesday night, you might have five people coming in to watch you do stand-up. It'll be hard to do crowd work for that, you know? But um, anyway, I just such a, a, a joy uh, doing that. And in order to get better at that, you just got to keep getting up, keep getting up, keep getting up and doing it more, so... I think the combination of the creative impulse, you can hear how excited I am even talking about this, the, the uh, alleged ADHD brain, look, at if it's not ADHD, it's something going on. I just know my brain is fucking wired all over the place anyway. All those things combined 
look, I just got to keep getting up there and excited. Like, I can't, I'm looking at my office here. I've got post-its all over the walls of ideas. But if you try to make me sit down in front of a laptop to write stand-up, I will get depressed beyond belief in about five minutes. It doesn't work like that for me. I can't find funny like that. But if I'm uh, up on stage, I'll find funny. If I have have an idea or a, or a sound or an accent or a, a, or a voice or something like that that makes me fucking laugh in my head, then I just go up and try it. My daughter was fantastic. I did uh, the other, I told you she was sick and she was in bed the other night. Sorry, the other morning watching her cartoons and I, she wanted me to stay there with her and I said, I need to go downstairs to make my coffee, love. And she's like, no. I was like, come on, how am I going to, if I can't leave here, I can't make my coffee here in the bedroom. And I started to act it out, making a coffee. That was lighting the, the gas on the cooker, then putting the water in bubbling put the coffee beans into the grinder then folding the paper for the Chemex pouring the water over I did this whole act out of making myself a filter coffee right and she stopped watching her cartoons for the whole thing she sat there with her eyes open and her mouth open watching it and then I finished it by drinking the coffee going And she said, which still makes me smile, and I think it's one of the most beautiful things ever. She said, you should do that in your show. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? So I don't think I'm going to do the coffee thing in the show, but I had another idea of doing the show. So I'll think of I'll try it on stage, which is basically trying to um, act out what it's like. When you're in a relationship, but if you you have a newborn baby in the stairs and you as a couple are trying to get the ride but not wake up the child. So I could whole act out the whole like trying to sneak up the up the stairs, you know, making the first step on the creaky step on the stairs. Fuck's sake, keep it down. Jesus Christ. Don't slam the fucking door. I don't have to work on it. But that's how my brain works. You're starting to hear a little bit of how my brain works comedically. And if you haven't seen me do stand-up comedy, then, you know, it's exciting for you to hear me farting out ideas on here. And then maybe I eventually get to uh, do it on stage and make it work. Because these ideas are like, I I get a million of them a second. (laughs) But you don't get to make them all work on stage. But anyway, I really would love to. It's very Richard Pryor. My favorite, I know it's a cliche, but, you know, he's my favorite comedian. And if you watch Live on the Sunset Strip, it's on Netflix. It's well worth watching. Watch all the sounds he does acting out. He does this whole thing of, like, two, like, lads going out into the woods hunting for deer. And he he does their footsteps going. God damn it, you're stepping on my foot. (laughs) And all that stuff. So, yeah. He does all that stuff, and I love all that stuff, because my brain kind of works like that, but he definitely doesn't write all that shit down. He just fucking figured it out on stage. That's what Des says to me. Just figure it out on stage, bro. Just do it. You got to do it. Stop thinking about it. Just do it. He's right. He's fucking right. Updates on the wedding. Hannah and Des are still together. That's it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I was chatting to Des yesterday. They're apparently, uh, they're back to work and all that kind of crack, but I think they're taking a break later on in the summer. They're going to go somewhere nice. But, uh, yeah, it, it was all, it was all, yeah, it was great to chat to them. And I was still, I still have happy memories of that week. 
And that's it. I'm going to go now. I didn't talk about 90%. This is what this... Again, the ADHD brain. I talked about the big final um, that's that's uh, happening this weekend, which is obviously, um, you know, I'm team, uh, I'm team Johnny. Joking! <laughs> I did want to talk about it more. Maybe I'll talk about it next week. But I have been obsessed with the Johnny Depp v. Amber Heard case. And I've been watching nothing else. I've watched no Netflix. I've just watched... I've been watching it. I've been watching it live on YouTube. The whole thing is nuts. It's nuts, uh, but what's what's nuts is also internet culture and the amount of like jokes that people make out of so much of the stuff that happens is like there's some talented like comedians out there that just do are able to make c- comedy out of out of a moment. It's brilliant, um, but it's all bizarre and I don't know if you guys have watched it, but it's hard to know. You know, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that Amber has told some amount of absolute lies. However, if one of the things that she alleged happened, then then that's not right either, is it? But that's the thing. If it's one lie, are they all lies? Or I don't know. Which team are you guys? Have you been keeping up on it? Are you team Johnny? Are you team Amber? And that's the thing that, the, like in the closing arguments yesterday, Camille Vasquez, who goes through Amber through a shortcut for, for a shortcut in, in cross-examination. <laughs> She's a tough cookie. But she does make the point. Lists endless amounts of people that have put themselves on the stand to say it never happened. Is that a sneeze? No, bless you. Well, that's probably the allergies. But the amount of people that put themselves on, to, on the stand to say that they never witnessed X, Y, and Z. Kate Moss even got up on stand, to, uh, well, did a, a video deposition to say it never happened what was alleged that Johnny pushed her down the stairs back in the day, the domestic violence rumors that were going around. Kate Moss came on to say that's a lie. Endless amounts of people have come up to stand up for Johnny, and Amber, to be honest, she has had pretty much nobody. But does that still mean that she's completely lying about everything? The reality is, though, in this case, that was what is up against Amber Heard is absolutely, if you've watched this case, she does not have evidence. And there's a lot of dodgy stuff that she's trying to push as evidence, like bruised uh, face. Again, alleged bruise. But a bruise on a cheekbone. But, you know... It still doesn't tell that, A, that Johnny did it, or that she hasn't, like, she constructed lots of videos and photos, and it's just so dodgy from her side. But it's all very sad. And I don't think enough, like, then Amber Heard's side has made Johnny Depp out to be this massive uh, drug addict, alcohol, substance abuser, which he doesn't deny, by the way. But what they're not admitting to on the Amber Heard side is like, can we just take a moment to acknowledge that these is two people that were off their fucking heads half the time. Drunk, high, treating both treating each other like pieces of shit. And you do you definitely listen to parts of the audio and the way and the way that the relationship went. Like I've certainly been in toxic relationships where you kind of go, would you not just walk away? You know, would you not just, I mean, like as a young man in my 20s, been in situations where you're just constantly arguing with somebody and you can't, for whatever reason, it's that like, 
that negative, you just can't walk away from it for whatever reason? I don't know. I just don't bloody know. But anyway, uh, maybe I'll talk about that again and go into it in more detail another time. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, Champions League finals on tonight and I stupidly picked up a gig but I'm hoping to be off stage to be able to watch that match and um, yeah look at that's all for this week um, let me know if you have a preference on what day you'd like a podcast out because maybe you're listening to loads of other podcasts is Friday a good time to release a podcast and that you can maybe listen to it at some point over the weekend or maybe it starts your Monday off but anyway let me know Um Uh, please support the podcast there's no patreon on here yet i'm going to try some lots of different things coming up with the show and all that stuff but please support the podcast by sharing it by telling other people about it by um sharing my instagram or my social media at the stephen mullen um give it a give it a lot i think spotify has ratings now but if you listen on itunes or whatever give it five stars etc etc all that kind of stuff um, just give it love, share it around to other people, it's much appreciated, it's great to chat to you again, I hope you have a fantastic week coming up, and I will chat to you next week, as I like to always say, peace and love, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.